Hey, everybody, Merry Christmas. It is December 26, 2021, the day after Christmas. I know that you're feeling a little sluggish from eating a little too much yesterday, and you partied a little too hard, Mm. but it's Sunday morning, and we've come together to enjoy one another and enjoy God's presence. And so I'm glad you're with us for the bridge uh, uh, Sunday morning services today. Yes. Uh, to, with me are some really awesome guys. What you may not know is the bridge is actually one church with four locations. And so we thought we'd get together. These are the lead pastors of each of our locations. We thought we'd get together and share from our hearts. We thought we'd start with a song. That's right. You know, yeah. normally all they let us do is preach. But today, we are doing something special for you. We've been working all year on a little ditty. The the barbershop quartet action. Mm -hmm. And uh, hey, no better time. What did you say, Pastor Ryan? You're not giving the song away, are you? No, I'm just saying, this is either going to be really good or really bad. And we saved it to the last Sunday of the year. And we didn't even want to be live in person with you because we we didn't know how it was going to be. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Really good. Time for our day. Really good. I'm glad everyone's so confident. Yeah, Time we, for we may go on the yes. road after this. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's Perfect. go. Are you ready? Let's, Let's go. do it. Okay. Yes. Here, we right, here we go. Here we go. One, two, three. That's not what we practiced. Wait, hold on. I thought we decided to sing. What? That's we messed up. Okay, maybe that's why they don't let you us sing. Up. That's we why we yeah. preach and don't that's sing. I, think I, was, yeah, I was on key, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Former <laughs> worship pastor, of course you were on key. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> of course. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Happy New Year. We're glad that you're with us today. Uh, let me take just a minute and introduce everybody in case you don't know who we are. Again, I'm Jim Wall. I'm the senior pastor of The Bridge, Woo-hoo. and I have the privilege of serving as the lead pastor of The Prince. Princeton Bridge as well. Pastor Andrew Price is in the house. Pastor Andrew is our lead pastor of the Mount Olive Bridge. Pastor Ryan Barbato. There he is. The one who was on key in our song. I think. I think. think, think, Is the lead pastor of the Goldsboro Bridge. (laughs) Pastor Alan Peacock is with us today from the Smithfield Bridge. And again, I'm Jim. And we have the privilege of being uh, the lead pastors of the four locations of the bridge. As we're thinking this week uh, recently uh, about this Sunday morning, as we're thinking about the year, you know that's what happens. You come down to a Sunday like this and you're thinking, reflecting on the year, but you're also starting to think about New Year's. That's right. right. And what's what's going to come, what's happening. And so in the course of those conversations, we began to think about some of the things that we sense God might have said to our congregations that resonated with us during the year, as yes. well as resonated with our congregation. And, yeah. and so yes. uh, we thought we'd share just a few of those clips with you today, kind of a, a trip down memory lane. But more than that, uh, God's Word is instant. Yeah, that's yes. right. It's fresh every day. Yeah. Every day so as we share day. with you, listen to what God wants to say to you today on December 26, 2021. That's yes. it. Yeah. So, Pastor Ryan, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Uh, I I love God's Word. I love the series that we did back in the summer called The Shepherd. Uh, And in that series, we we talked about several things. We went through Psalm 23, and and one of those uh, sort of iconic phrases that most everybody knows is, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And, you know, sometimes we, we walk through those very difficult times in life, and it's very difficult to focus on anything except for the darkness, except for the valleys. And it's something that we all go through from time to time. And, and sometimes we forget that 
God is the one leading us through that valley. And if God is the one leading us through the valley, then there has to be a purpose for it. And finding that purpose, putting our focus on that, sometimes is very difficult to do. But I, I want you to watch this clip, lean in, and see what God may want to say to you right now. Watch this. And in due time, you will come out of this valley you're in. There, there is a purpose. But you know what? You have to remember there's a purpose. James in the Bible, New Testament, James chapter one, he, he, he says this. He says, dear brothers and sisters, dear brothers and sisters. He's talking to Christians, brothers and sisters. He's talking, to, he's talking to sheep in the fold following the shepherd. He's talking to people that are following God. He says, brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, when they come, look, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know, say you know, you say it again, you know, he's saying you, you already know something. What's he saying they already know? You know that when your faith is tested, you know that when you walk through valleys, your endurance has a chance to grow. I love how he said, you know. He didn't say, let me tell you something you already don't, you don't already know. He said, you, you already know this, so I need you to remember it. Consider it joy when you face trials of many kinds, when you go through troubles of many kinds, because you know that this testing of your faith is producing something in you. It's doing something. There's a, there's a purpose behind all of it, but I, I need you to stop sometimes and remember that you, you know this. You know this. But how often do we forget what we already know because of the pain that's directly in front of us? At the kitchen table with my kids when they would have, getting ready to have tests at school, we'd go through the, the vocabulary words or the spelling test or we, we'd go through the different, you know, whatever the answers were. And I, I would quiz them. You know, dad quizzed me. All right, so we'd sit down and we'd, we'd go through it. And after a while, it got really difficult for them because <laughs> their brains were in a fog. They had been doing it for so long. They were in information overload and they just wanted to get up from the table and quit. And I'm like, no, we're not done yet. And, and they would start to miss easy questions because they were so frustrated. Isn't it amazing? You focus on the pain so much that you forget what you already know. And I begin to ask them uh, an easy question, and they got this deer in the headlights look. You know, and, and they're going, I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm like, yes, you do. No, I don't. Dad, I'm telling you, I don't know. I'm like, you just answered it like less than five minutes ago. You know the answer to this. And as their dad, I'm going, you know you know this, like why are you pretending like you don't? But it's interesting that, that the pain and the frustration of them sitting there so long and just wanting to leave the painful situation causes them to forget what they already know. And that's what we look like in life when we're so focused on the pain of the situation, we forget that God has a wonderful purpose for what we're walking through, that it's not in vain, that he still sees us, that his hand is still with us, and that he's walking us through the valley of the shadow of death, that there's a purpose for it. And James is saying, come on, you know this. You already know it. See these troubles, they're hard and, 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 and they're, they give you reason maybe to be tempted to, to freak out, but really what they should be doing is giving you reason to have great joy because you know this is gonna produce something in you. Man, what an amazing clip. And guys, listen, if there's been a year where we have all experienced the, the troubles and the testing, it's, it's been this year, sure. uh, even in my own family. I mean, we've, we've all walked through this. And so when you're walking through it, though, it's hard to see that purpose, though, right? It's, it's yeah. hard to see that. That's it. Well, I, I love that phrase that you brought out in there, you know. 
<laughs> and, and even the illustration with the kids is, come on, you know this, you know. And you've all, we've all been in those moments where it's like we did know something, but we had, we had forgotten, or, or like you said, it was the valley kind of made us, the, the trial, the pain that we were enduring, it, it made us almost forget what it is we knew. Yeah, one of the things I've seen Satan do so well over the years, we talk about magnifying the Lord. He magnifies our hurts. He magnifies our pains. And before you know it, it's magnified to where that's all we can see. Yes. We, we can't even see what God is doing because Satan has managed to magnify, and the only way we change it is to come back and magnify the Lord. Yeah, that's that's right, it. Yeah. And when you are going through a valley, when you are going through a place that hurts, one of the things that, that you have to learn to do, one of the things we have to endure and go through it is forgiveness. And uh, so one of the things I wanted to highlight and just in this compilation time is I wanted to bring out uh, a little point, a point that we had during the series on famous last words. So leading into Easter, uh, we did a sermon series called Famous Last Words. And we talked about the last words of Jesus. And, and we all know that last words carry weight. They yeah, carry significance, right? A person's not gonna waste their last words talking about the ball game or, or something frivolous. It, it is impactful stuff. Well, one of Jesus's last words, it come to, comes to us from Luke twenty two thirty four. 34. Uh, Jesus is on the cross and he says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. What a powerful thing. You know, here he is. He's got a criminal on his right. He's got a criminal on his left. He's got the Roman guard underneath him. They're the ones that just beat him and whipped him and tortured him. And in that moment, the thing that was on Jesus's mind was, Father, forgive them. And so it, it really lends itself to, to a powerful point that it was prophecy fulfilled, it was our need revealed. But what Jesus is doing on the cross is he's modeling that level of forgiveness for us and it's something for us to do. Now, you're getting ready to see a clip. Let me just let you know. So our location is kind of new to the online streaming uh, realm, or online streaming arena. And so uh, what you're gonna do is your, your computer's not glitching, your TV is not glitching. <laughs> There is a picture of me, so I'm not frozen. Well, it's a good picture. It's Pastor. a really good picture. I, mean, Thank I like you. it. Thank you I so like much. I appreciate it's that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Photoshop is a beautiful thing. Yeah, well, you're going to see. younger in that picture, I think. A that lot was, younger. And you know what? It was only in July that this picture was taken, <laughs> but it was before my third little boy. And so now I'm not getting oh, sleep at night. Back when oh, you were getting yeah. sleep. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah exactly. A okay. lot more gray now, this all those things. picture takes years off his life, even though it's only been six months. That's it, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, watch this clip and lean in. I'm telling you to that restraint, that refraining power, because it is best, it is right, it is better for us that we would do what Jesus says right here. Now, it starts with Jesus praying. And let me just recap for you. Number one, Jesus's prayer is was prophecy fulfilled. Number two, Jesus's prayer was our need revealed. Then Jesus says in Matthew chapter five, pray for those who persecute you. Here's the third point I want to make to you. Our prayer. So we were talking about Jesus's prayer. Now I'm talking about our prayer. Our prayer is that hurts might be healed. Our prayer is that hurts might be healed. 
I want to, let's just say, let's just use an example. Let's say Sarah said something really ugly to me, really nasty, really mean. Now, Sarah, you're, Sarah wouldn't even say that. Sarah wouldn't even do it. Let's say John. <laughs> now we're, yeah, now this feels a little bit more realistic, okay? <clears throat> let's say John were to be ugly to me. I, when I pray for John, our temptation is to say, well, look, I've been praying and John's still a bully. John's still doing all this stuff. God is not working. I'm not going to keep praying for him. Hear me, guys. Hear me. It's not about John. It's not about John. My prayer, it may not change John, but it changes me. My prayer may never change John. It may, praise God. My prayer may change John. That'd be awesome. But my prayer always changes me. We have two choices when we've been hurt. We can hold on to unforgiveness. But when we do that, the problem is we, we're holding on. We're harboring that resentment. We're harboring, harboring that bitterness. It stays right there. The reason Jesus said to pray for those who persecute you is because the thing that happens when we begin to pray for them and when we forgive them is we let it go. We let it go. And we're not dragging around that weight of unforgiveness anymore. We're able to move forward into what God has for us. One of the things that I, I want to make sure you captured and held on to in that little compilation clip is, is that one line that my prayer, my prayer for forgiveness, it may not change them, but it really is not about them. My prayer always changes me. That's right. I, I heard a story about Nelson Mandela. He was uh, really wrongfully imprisoned for 27 years, all because he opposed apartheid. He opposed uh, uh segregation. And uh, as he was being released after 27 years, he, he could have been vindictive. He could have been angry. He could have been spiteful. But, and I'm going to paraphrase this quote, but here's what Nelson Mandela said in a later interview. He said, as I got to the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew that if I didn't leave all of that hatred, all that bitterness behind, that even though I was leaving the prison, I would still not be free. Wow. That's, that's so powerful. And I think about the fact that it's so easy to focus on unforgiveness and hurt and, yeah. and frustrations and what people did to us. And that path can certainly lead you into a, a very bad place, a very deep place. But here's the thing. God has another path for you. In 2022, and you may have been struggling with some unforgiveness, but right now in this moment, you can choose forgiveness and God wants to help you walk that path. You don't have to take that junk with you into this new year. It can start right now. Amen. And, and what occurs to me as we're talking about this is that sometimes uh, what I need to do in order to move into the new year is forgive some people, but sometimes I need to forgive myself yeah. because none of us are perfect. Well, maybe Pastor Ryan is <laughs> no, close. No, I, I just but, sing on key. I'm not oh, perfect. he sings on <laughs> no. key. But, but we all make mistakes. We all mess up. That's I right. mean, people of integrity mess up. They just own up when they mess up. They just are honest about it. And so sometimes moving forward is about forgiving other people who have done things or failed to do things uh, for us and to us. 
Uh, but oftentimes it has to do with forgiving ourselves and realizing that even our own personal failures is a huge part of our own growth and our own movement toward the future. So check out this clip from a message that I just a few months ago and see if it speaks to you as well. How do you react when a sense of failure overwhelms you and it overwhelms all of us from time to time? Hear me, guys. Finishers see failure as a temporary setback. Perhaps even more importantly, they see it as an opportunity to prune. You, you understand, those of you that know anything about gardening at all, you know that pruning uh, is an important part of having a healthy plant. Even in shrubbery, you don't cut away just dead stuff. You cut away live branches, healthy branches that are growing in the wrong direction. They're just not part of the shape that you're looking for. Pruning is an important part of the journey. And so when we come to those pruning moments where, ah, man, I've utterly failed. Well, maybe it's an opportunity to stop it. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. It's time for me to revisit my to-do list. So it surprises us sometimes that uh, when we say, yeah, you ought to have a to-do list, but you ought to, salt, ought to have a to-don't list. <laughs> so, sometimes we end up doing all kinds of stuff that we got no business doing because that's not what God put us on the planet to do. And that's oftentimes when we fail because we're trying to do something we weren't even called, gifted, positioned to do. Uh, we just kind of wanted to do it. And so uh, those pruning moments, whether it's forgiveness or it's seeing God work in the valleys of our lives or a personal failure, those pruning moments are an opportunity to say, okay, Lord, show me again your will for my life. Give me direction for the days ahead. And certainly at this point, as we move into a whole new year and a whole new season of our lives, we stop and say, God, what do you really want me to do what do you want me not to do? That you've got somebody else to do that stuff as well. Pastor Yeah, Allen. Yeah, Pastor, I love the quote that you made when you were talking about pruning. You said, you know, it's easy to prune the, the dead branches, but there's also live branches, branches that are growing in the wrong direction. And I think so many times in life, when, when we go through testing, when we go through valleys and we have to forgive, there, there's these times where oftentimes we want to be in a comfortable place. We want to play it safe. We, we don't want to step out in faith. And we want to hide. Yeah, we want to hide. We, right, right. You know, we, we want to stay comfortable because comfortable is, is where we like to be. You know, when you step out in faith, it costs you something. It, it may cost you time. It may cost you money. It may cost you energy. It's certainly going to cost you faith. But I believe when we sign up to follow Jesus, that's exactly what we're called to do is to step out in faith and not live our life in save. And so check out this clip right here. That's all we are. Think about it. Think about it. Really lean into what I'm saying here. So you're going to spend your whole life sitting back in what you're comfortable with? You're going to spend your whole life just kind of doing what you've always done, going where you've always gone, when you've got a God in heaven that says, hey, if you're willing to follow me, I'm willing to take you into places you've never been before. Listen, you understand when you sign up to follow Jesus, you're willing to jump into a space you've never seen before. You're willing to do something you've never done before. That's what it means to follow Christ, to walk by faith. 
We're here today and gone tomorrow. I want my life to matter. I want to put my stamp in the world, not to make my name great, but to say, God, I did everything you called me to do. Yeah, and so coming back, guys, we see that God has not really called us to live by safe. You know, oftentimes, especially the year that we've just had, you know, all of the things that have happened, all of the things that have gone on, it is so easy to sit back in comfort and not stretch and not believe. But, but guys, going into a new year, man, what is God calling you to? What is God calling you to do, to stretch, to believe for? And that's why we're actually starting a whole new series in January. We're actually calling Question Zero, What Am I Trying to Accomplish? And we're going to ask ourselves the question, okay, God's put me on this planet for a reason. Uh, what is that reason? And, and what am I going to actually do in order to fulfill that reason? And out of the, out of the process of that next uh, several weeks together, I believe with everything in me that we're going to stretch out of our comfort zones and we're going to see God do some amazing kinds of things. Yeah, but in this moment, let's make a commitment to deal with the past, Amen. to learn from it, Make it our rear view mirror, not our windshield. That's right. We need it for points of reference so that we don't repeat the same mistakes or so we don't fall into the same traps. Otherwise, the past becomes our present and it continues to define our future. And so we do need to stop and say, Lord, let my past be my past. I don't want to bury it. I don't want to f- just forget about it. I want to remember it in an appropriate kind of way. But I want to look forward. And I want to see what God has for me and for the body of Christ and and for us, the bridge, as a ministry, as a local expression of the body of Christ. So would you pray a simple prayer with me? The worship team's coming back. They're going to sing a song that I know will be a blessing to you. So stick around and let the words of that song speak to your heart. For now, let's pray together. Father, thank you for making us on purpose with a purpose. Thank you for giving us all of the gifts and talents and abilities and relationships uh, and opportunities that we need to fulfill that purpose. Now in this moment, we pray that we would be forgivers, that we would forgive where we need to forgive, that we forgive ourselves for our own personal failures, that we would know that you are the great forgiver and we'd look to you for that forgiveness. Remind us, Lord, that valleys are difficult, and if we're not careful, we'll be consumed by them. But even valleys have purpose to give us direction in life. And then let us become, as Pastor Allen said, people of faith that are looking forward, occupying until you come, even as you called us to do. Thank you for the fresh start that a new year represents. We claim it in Jesus' name. We look forward to the blessings that you have for us. Amen and amen. God bless you guys.